can make fun of the way we dressed when we made this music, but the important part is, is that we don't remember. The Gunsend Radio Podcast. Turn it up, people. Welcome to Guns and Radio. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host. I'm Bertram. And our debut episode here, we're going to be going through Welcome to the Jungle, which is very apropos since it is our first episode. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was the right choice for the first episode. I think you've got the, the origin of everything that we know and love in this great community. Yeah. The Guns N' Roses community, you know, what a time to be a Guns N' Roses fan, especially <laughs> nowadays, you know, with the I leaks know. going on and everything. It's oh, insane. dude, I know, man. Did you get Did you get to hear the the fan remix? I think it was, should I say who it was? We don't want yeah, to, why not? We don't want to incriminate anybody. Okay, so I'm sorry, remix Silkworms today. Oh, yeah, you saw he added the chorus and everything. Yes, I know. That sounded really good. I mean, it sounded a lot better than I thought it was going to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But this is a show for you guys, for you, the fans out there. For the guns community. That's right. We're just kind of figuring it out as we go. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're going to, we're going to let this become what it's going to become organically. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I think that's going to be fun. We're definitely ripping off because people are going to call us on it. So we need to say this right from the beginning. We realize Pot of Thunder has already done this. We realize that. Not with Guns N' Roses, though. They did it with Kiss. So, yes, it's basically... Uh, I feel like we're, we're pretty different, though, what we've got in mind. It's going to be a little more different, but basically, you know, Pot of Thunder inspired this show to create the track-by-track genre of a program. Very much so, yeah. We're just going to review track-by-track. Track. Not necessarily go in, like, an order of the albums and everything we're going to do. I know, Birch, you set up the lottery style that we're going to do. So it's going to be yes. from sort of one era to maybe a different era. So we could go from, like, Appetite for Destruction to Chinese Democracy and even possibly cover even the recent leaks as well. Oh, yes, and even some live tracks are in there, some demos uh, from the box set and uh, other demos that maybe aren't from the box set that uh, that we all know about at this point, like Crash Diet I know is in there. Uh mm-hmm. Let me pull this up, and I'll tell you what we'll do, because we're going to have to get it ready anyway for the uh, for the end of the show, because at the end of the show today, we're going to spin the wheel here, and uh, it's kind of like that show Whammy, or Pressure uh-huh. Luck. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to spin the wheel and find out what we get for next week, so that way you guys will know what awesome thing you can... Uh, you can uh, have to tune into uh atlas shrugged i did put it in here now we're gonna have to alter we'll have to tweak the format a little bit when we get to some of the leaks though i feel like so don't get your hopes up on us playing the leaks we might just put in ice cream music or something like that in the end yeah because we will get our asses sued and probably put in jail for 25 to life so yeah, it's never a good thing because I, I, this is what I see happening. I feel like uh, like you get a knock on the door and you open it, and then there's like Fernando Labias with a SWAT with a SWAT team. <laughs> hey man, oh, how's it going, Fernando? Oh, not much, buddy. Uh, heard you got a few songs there that uh, should have been should have been playing on the internet. <laughs> should have been having in the first place at this point, man. Comes in, he sees your Xbox. Ooh. 
He sits down while they interrogate you. He's just playing on your Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's the game he's always playing? Um, I can't. I can't think of it. Is it the the soccer game? Uh, Probably, yeah. It's probably. I was gonna say Brazilian, South American. Definitely, those people are crazy into FIFA and football. Or (laughs) sorry. No, European football, soccer, we call it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I forget that. I forget to, to remember the international audience when describing football. That's how, that's how little I talk about football. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what else we got. What did you think about perhaps? That can, well, 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 let's just give a little, a, little, a little quick thought on perhaps. Thumbs up, For thumbs sure. down. Because it's uh, going to get its own episode eventually. Yeah. I've only listened to it like a few times so far, but like I'm giving it a thumbs up just for the piano alone in that song. It's very catchy. It's not a beat. I like it. Right. I'm digging it. And I, I think Brian May is on that too. Are we? Have we confirmed those are real? Because I get a little suspicious when a leak comes out that we've never heard anything about ever before. Yeah. Well, I know for sure he did the solo on Catcher, but I'm pretty sure this is also this one. And I think apparently there's another song with Brian May. So there's a whole trilogy of Brian May GNR songs. Was that the, uh, what was the name of the other one um, that came out this weekend? Or it didn't come out, it leaked out this weekend. No, State of Grace came out the same day. Yeah, State of Grace. So, I put those in there, even though it's not 100% confirmed. Yeah. You know, I'm a little bit skeptical, but I've heard enough, mm-hmm. in my opinion, to justify them being there. Oh, Absolutely. So, those are going to be some interesting episodes when we do get to those, though. Definitely. Which brings our grand total of everything, because I don't want to spoiler everything, so when one of the surprise ones comes up in a future episode, that'll be fun. Like, what? They're doing that song, you know? So, uh, I will tell you this. There is 101 songs currently in the database that we're going to shuffle from. Every time we pick one, uh, it goes away. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, that does include Welcome to the Jungle. So at some point, I'm going to have to have a double spin because I wasn't thinking. Uh, maybe I can just take that out. Oh, yeah. It did let yeah. me just take it out. How about that? Things are not usually that easy. Right. So there's exactly 100 songs in the database now. And if they release a new album, and that's going to be a big if. Because what do you think about that? Do you think they're actually going to release that damn album? Um, in typical Guns N' Roses fashion, they will take their sweet-ass time in doing so. <laughs> I definitely agree. There was that, uh, they yeah. done shot down the Terminator rumor, haven't they? We know that's not happening. Uh, Slash did, yeah, on Eddie Trunk's show. Okay. Do we get that rumor every time there's a Terminator movie? Because I seem to remember <laughs> hearing that in the past. Yeah, I swear it's like every time there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie coming out, or even like a Nicolas Cage movie, because we all know they're like very associated with Axel, like... Yeah. In the, in the past of like Gunn's history. Yeah, that is true. Nicholas Cage, the last person I ever expect to introduce GNR when we were in Vegas was Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was in uh, 2014? I think it was, or even earlier. I think it was, actually, yeah. 2014. Yeah, yeah was that was at like, some uh, metal show or something. Was he on that metal show, Nicholas Cage? No, I don't know. There's a. Um, oh, sorry. It's like the Golden Gods Award Show, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he. Uh, yeah. When he gave Axel the Lifetime Achievement. Yeah. 
Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think uh, when they did the first Vegas residency, was it the first one or the second one where Andrew Dice Clay performed? I think it was the first. I think it was definitely one of them. For probably the first one where they opened for them or whatever. I don't know. Well, Andrew. Well, Dice was a surprise because I remember now. That's, that's it, it, it's the same night. The only reason I know it's the same night is because. Uh, while we were in the crowd waiting on uh, waiting on the show to start, we're looking around the uh, the audience and everything, and uh, just kind of getting a feel for our environment and whatnot. And uh, up in the balcony, uh, Dice was sitting at a table with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And we could all see that. And then at some point, we're sitting there waiting, 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 and then all of a sudden, a guy comes out with a mic stand, plops in on the stand or on the stage, and walks away. And Andrew Dice Clay walks out, and he did about 30, 45 minutes or so of stand-up. And that was it. I know it was really funny, though, because you've heard, you, I'm sure everybody out there has heard Dice do his, play his set. And uh, there was a little girl in the audience when we got there. Uh, and this kid was probably between the ages of maybe 8 to 10, and uh, like to the point she was directly behind me and I let her in front of me because like we were in the front row so I let the little kid in front of me so she could see the stage and everything because I could still see over her head just fine you know what I'm saying yeah been a tall kid she'd have been SOL (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so the little kid sitting there in the right in the front row while Andrew Dice Clay is doing his set where he talks about hookers and god everything else just being dice (laughs) Oh, but I remember getting mad because the guy, her dad, bitched about it after the set was over. And he was like, this is supposed to be a family show. And I turned around and I looked at him and I did, dude, have you ever seen this fucking band before? (laughs) So what part of any of this led you to believe that this was going to be a family show? (laughs) And he goes, well, that was a little over the top. So, so the rest of us shouldn't be denied a good time because some guy brought his fucking kid to a gun show. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> that, that is that's just fucking stupid. Do you have a Do you have a live story you want to tell us before we get started? Um. Oh. Something interesting that may have happened. Um. Uh... Not, nothing right now, actually. I can't really think of anything. Really? Never got in a fight with a security yeah. guard or anything? No, well, I was just, you know, maybe, like, funny shit. Because I remember I went to go see GNR in, was 20, yeah, beginning of 2010, they did the whole mini-Canadian tour. Yeah. Then, like, that. Axel, as usual, in that era, was, like, hours upon hours late. <laughs> and I think he made some joke, I remember. This is from the Toronto show. He made some joke about, like, oh, the radio guy said I should be on the on the stage at like 2 a.m. when he says, oh, I guess I'm here early or something. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, at least he listens. Hey, that's something we, we, we now know about Axel. All right. Yeah. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, what we're going to be using, if you want to listen along with us or watch along with what we're seeing, go check out the Welcome to the Jungle music video on the Guns N' Roses Vivo. That's what we're going to be kind of taking a look at here. And uh, we're gonna we're we're not just gonna dissect the video though we're gonna dissect the song so I'm just gonna try not to look at it just too much but we may talk about some of the things we see in the video because it's got a very uh, 
a very 80s story. It's basically a Poison Fallen Angel. It's mm-hmm. basically the same music video. <laughs> oh, yeah, Raxel runs into the homeless guy. Yeah. And then it's just like him being desensitized to everything, which is really it's an interesting visual for sure. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting story how he becomes part of it by the end. Yeah. And that's kind of like what the whole song really was about. It was from right. like the, some one homeless guy is like, do you know where you are? You in the jungle, baby. Right, right. It definitely is. And uh, this was uh, their first. Uh, this was their first single, wasn't it? This was definitely the first music video. The first music video for sure was actually the second single. I was doing my research. It's so easy. Was the first single off Appetite. Oh, okay. Was yeah. uh, now I know it wasn't Sweet Child though. The first one to go number one. Uh, yeah, I would say. For, yeah, I think that was the first because this peaked at I think number seven on the Hot 100. Okay. But did, yeah. did it not, uh, this is how the story, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the way I understand the story. Uh, MTV would not play GNR. Yeah. Um, or would not play this music video. And mm-hmm. finally they agreed to play it at like, what, four in the morning on a Sunday or some shit? Yeah, I have it here. Uh, David Geffen made a deal. They played it one time, 5 a.m. on a Sunday. And then they got numerous calls saying, play that again. And like, it just came into the rotation. And that's how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. Let's see what all the hype's about, Chris. I forgot Farm Boy Axel right here at the front, by the way. Yes, old good old Indiana Axel. <laughs> he comes out Lafayette. chewing on a piece of, what is that, wheat, I guess? Yeah, like corn wheat <laughs> or something. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> That is the most southern stereotype you can have. And you know what's bad? I'm from the south, and I have seen that before. But it's usually a guy wearing overalls. He should have came out in, like, a straw hat and some overalls, like this redneck Axel. <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> there's this. There's a bluegrass video that's made out just like this, except he gets off the bus holding a banjo instead <laughs> of a briefcase. <laughs> perfect. Film that shit. <laughs> Right, right, right. All right, here we go. But you know, I think he's still wearing eyeliner. How weird is that? The 80s were uh, a strange time. Good old guyliner, man. <laughs> Never fails to amaze. Okay, so you know when they play it live, that opening riff, the da na 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 that part? Yeah, and it like echoes out and everything? Yeah. That has got to be the hardest damn thing to play on guitar. Have you ever heard people try to cover that and nobody... Like, they could get the whole damn song perfect, but that one part right at the open, I've never heard anybody else do that right that wasn't on the GNR stage. And even then, other people kind of played it differently. Yeah. But have you ever noticed, like, you hear, like, a cover band or something, and it just sounds like a... It sounds like they're trying but failing. I don't know how to describe it. Oh uh, yeah, here and there, it, it's it's definitely something that's like it's interesting because it's a nice like those few notes like basically grab your attention and all that. But it is very like something tough to play. I even tried covering this stuff because I play guitar like here and there, or whatever. Uh-huh. And it is definitely like it's an, it's a it's interesting to get a hold of that, you know. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know you played, so that's cool. So then you could tell us about the arrangements and things because that's another rumor I've heard about this about this. Uh... The song is that the arrangements are kind of uh, out of the ordinary. Yeah, I feel like it's with like a lot of Guns N' Roses songs. It's nothing <laughs> like there are not like four four beats. They're like all over the place. So they just basically do whatever the hell they want, and somehow it just comes together and works. 
Yeah, the genesis of GNR is basically just giving a big middle finger to everyone and anything. <laughs> Let's go back in. I want to say that scream in the beginning... I don't think it took me a while to hear that. Mm-hmm. If you, did, 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 do you know what I'm talking about? Like that at the beginning where Axel's like, Wah! but it's like it's like mixed down. Yeah, it's like mixed into it's a really mixed wall into the track. Yeah, so it doesn't stand out like like it does when he's live and he's like, you're gonna die. You know he does. Yeah, and you hear him do like the little like this. It's like he's like growling almost live. It's like weird. Yeah, it's which just adds the intensity. Oh yeah. Good build-up, good build-up. And then we get the explosion with the drums there. And then I interrupted it. Because that's going to be <laughs> roll. <laughs> Oh, wait one second. So I'm noticing in the video, Slash has his top hat by the point that I guess this was actually filmed. So we're seeing a lot of GNR live here. Have you seen the video from the live show that they they were actually playing a live show? Do you remember where this was? Was this at the Roxy or, or the... It was somewhere in L.A. I, think, I don't know where. I forget where, but it was definitely like on the Sunset Strip somewhere. It's bad. I don't know. See, now, see, that's going to be me getting my ass handed to me yeah. on the forums and shit now for, for not knowing that. <laughs> I was going to say, if anyone knows that, man, you can send us send us a message, send us a tweet. Like, Yeah, we will read your tweets in a future episode. Most of them. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna we'll try get, to. <laughs> we're going to get so many uh, kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you. welcome. It's 2019 in the internet. That's the real fucking jungle here. Damn right. <laughs> like the jungles if all of the fucking parrots and all of the animals just went by i was like kill yourself yeah man hashtag cancel culture buddy it's fucking crazy <laughs> out here all right play okay so i wonder if the footage in the video that they used of uh, the cops beating people up and shit if that's like actual cops beating people up footage, I would say so for sure. I think so. Think they had the budget to recreate it <laughs> yet? That then no, this was probably built on like a shoestring budget. I'd be surprised. It was probably like a hundred grand to make this video. <laughs> Most likely, didn't they get? A, have you heard the story about when they first got signed and Axel got mad because uh, the bank wouldn't let him open up a, a bank account under the name Axel Rose? Really. Yeah, so apparently, uh, I don't remember where I heard this from, and it may not be true at all, but I heard that uh, Axel was mad that the uh, rec- uh, bank wouldn't let him open up a bank account under the name Axel Rose. So uh, what he did, because he hadn't legally changed it yet, so what he did was uh, he walked around L.A. Uh, in the streets. Cause they were practically homeless, so they spent a lot of time out <clears throat> on the streets. 
uh, with like a hundred grand or something like that, like maybe twenty or thirty thousand dollars in his sock or something. Interesting. Well, I don't think Axl Rose was even his like legal name at that time. They don't know if he changed it or not. No, hasn't he changed it a couple of times? I think he's now W Axl Rose, I believe. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Have you noticed, uh, how long did it take, uh, do you think, or I don't know, I sure wasn't alive, but uh, do you know about how long it took for this to become a football mainstay, or was it just an instant hit like that from the get-go? Because it fits so Um, well. No, the thing with Appetite, though, like, it didn't, like, hit, like, number one instantly. It didn't sell, like, that much for, like, a good year. Then, like, the video started coming in and all that stuff. Yeah, and then I think it went. Yeah, it took him a good year, I think it was. To actually and so, put out a video. I say to answer that question, like when it became like a huge football thing, probably like ten years later after this. Hmm. See, that's my disadvantage because I don't really, really watch football and stuff. But I remember huh. going to school, and hmm. uh, you know the band would be playing. Because uh, back, you know, when you go to like high school shit they always have the high school band playing rather than most of the time rather than playing music over the speaker in between plays and shit yeah and they have the band playing and stuff and uh i remember they would play welcome to the jungle and they would play iron man and uh uh oh god what was his name the guy that went to jail for child porn child porn guy <laughs> oh fuck oh man if I hadn't been trying to think, but it's that boom, 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 hey, boom, 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 Gary Glitter. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, fucking jock jams. <laughs> I know, man. That's going to be a, that's going to be a review sometime. We'll review jock jams in the future when we run that's out a, of shit to do. That's a bonus episode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. Share the shit out of this episode so that we'll be more encouraged to set up a Patreon and give you more content. All right, back in. You know, everybody has huge hair in this video, and I know that wasn't a main look for the Guns N' Roses. Mm -hmm band at that time but it wasn't music but they didn't really uh stick with it after this video because i I guess because of the success of this one because remember they didn't release it so easy till like what 2018 until yeah until the 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 box set came out yeah last year was that 16 then maybe no no it was last year the the box the appetite uh locked and loaded all the box that stuff okay yeah it was last year it was last year okay so that was so it was 2018 then yeah, so it was over a little over thirty years. Yeah, okay. Do you remember uh, when we heard about the "It's So Easy" for the first time with Sebastian Bach talking about it? He kind of teased it. Really? All, all I remember saying, see, uh, Axel said he wouldn't release it because he thought it was corny, and then it was a radio. It was uh, Axel was on a radio show with Sebastian Bach. I guess it was Eddie Trunk mm-hmm. all those years ago. And, oh, it was uh, 06, right? 
Uh, yeah, I believe so. Like yeah, Axel was, was in yeah. town, and because uh, so Sebastian was the guest. And yeah, Axel and Chris Jericho was there too. I remember. Yeah, yeah, Jericho was there, and uh, it was like, dude, you want me to call him? I'll call him. And he's like, yeah, I'm on my way. So he came up to the station, and um, they talked about it, and uh, yeah, he said he wouldn't release it because it was corny and or cheesy. And uh, Sebastian was like, yeah, man, but it's the good kind of cheesy. <laughs> That's such a Bach response, though. <laughs> Rock and roll, man. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of talked about this off the air uh, the other day when we were kind of having a conversation. But uh, Sebastian Bach, I think if, if God forbid anything ever happens to Axel, mm. uh, I think Sebastian is the only guy that could take the reins and yeah. continue so everybody else could keep making money with the name of this band. Yeah, him getting fired from Skid Row was probably one of the worst things to happen in rock music in the last yeah. 20 years. It was yeah. stupid. What did he do, do you know? I don't I don't know. know. The rumor was like he tried to get Skid Row to like open for Kiss or whatever, and I guess the rest of the band was like, "Nah. We don't want to." And he's like, "Are you fucking stupid? It's fucking <laughs> Kiss." Like, and they're like, "You're out." <laughs> Especially on their comeback tour. This is for the Psycho Circus, the comeback tour. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah, it was like 96. Wow. Yeah, that is stupid. <laughs> that is that fucking That is the stupid. very definition of stupid. I don't know. That's what rumor has. There's probably 20 different sides to the story, but we'll well, never like, fucking know. I, I, I just want to be clear here on the podcast. I don't know any of the sides of that story. Yeah. So... I'm asking legitimately. <laughs> yeah, that's I just from what I've read. So, well, that's good to know. And man, Izzy looks so young in this video. Do they he all do? He hasn't really changed that much, though. Like, I mean, yeah, he looks older, but and uh, he looks more healthy now than he did back then. Yeah, they're, they're just fucking getting drunk and doing all sorts of shit here, man. <laughs> I wonder what he does. I wonder how they get in touch with him. Because, like, Izzy is oh. notoriously reclusive. Probably by snail mail. <laughs> they write him a letter. <laughs> yeah, they have to probably, like, ride by, like, horse and go to his ranch or whatever the hell he fucking lives now. So <laughs> I live in the there. You gotta climb the mountain. It's like in the old Kung Fu movies where you gotta climb the mountain to get to the guru to teach you and train you in the ways of the martial art that you need to learn to defeat the bad guy and save the princess. <laughs> Yeah. It's like every Wild Wild West movie, like, talking like Clint Eastwood shit. There's like, oh, there's a big fort you have to go through with, like, all these people. <laughs> and then you get there, like, and he's not home. You pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, he left already when you came in. <laughs> Saw you on a mile back. Axel sends Fernando every time. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. He'll probably send Beta. Better, no, no, dude. If he sent better, that, that those fuckers would be dead, and there would be a path. Pl- <laughs> there would be a concrete <laughs> path laid out straight to it. Because <laughs> I feel like she would go in guns a blazing. Because better seems like the kind of person that gets shit done. Oh yeah, absolutely. I believe. Because think about it, dude. She can wrangle Axel, <laughs> and we all know, you know, how his temper can be. And yeah. You know, she can be like, hey, <laughs> comment, yeah. cut that shit out. And then, you know, I feel like, but she's so loving and stuff like that at the same time. So maybe yeah. she uses that mother, that like strict mom balance. 
to uh yeah <laughs> yeah man she saved axel from the 90s <laughs> i know dude and we lost so many oh yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to give a shout out uh we lost eddie money this week oh yeah all right p man yeah so, so a moment of silence for eddie money all right now we're back to the back in the back game to it. now that i've killed the vibe with that sad sad thing let's see if we can bring it back up with some uh, with some rock and roll jungle kick-ass guitaring from slash i must say as always whose version of the guitar solos from appetite do you like better slash buckethead bumblefoot who else we got um was his name it wasn't brain was it josh no josh was on drums i'm thinking of robin fink robin fink yeah and dj ashba Nah, fuck DJ Ashba. <laughs> why does everybody hate on DJ? I don't understand that. I don't know. Like, why do you come up with a top hat whose band was had a signature guy? Their guitarist wore a fucking top hat as well. Yeah, you think that was his... his like, it just kind of baffles me. Yeah, it's like, bro, don't fucking try and copy Slash. Uh, I got that, but I mean... Yeah. For those guys, for a lot with a lot of fans, even Buckethead... With a lot of guys, there was no winning in that scenario. Yeah, but I feel like Buckethead was probably like the best person to replace Slash because he was just fucking insane. Yeah, and he was completely different too. Oh but, yeah, just hearing the stories of the the demo- Chinese democracy recording sessions oh is fucking god. something else. Oh my <laughs> god! First off, I would have ne- I don't care how good your guitarin is. <laughs> I would never put up with some of the shit that they put up with. Do you think Axel's bad? He didn't build a fucking chicken coop in the in the goddamn studio with dog shit in it. Axel's oh yeah, and then sit around watching hardcore porn in it. Oh my god! In between sets, that is the most fucked up shit. That's almost the, the, the that's the second most fucking weirdest rock and roll story I've scenario I've ever heard. The first one is Gigi Allen throwing his shit at people. <laughs> like, that, that is worse. But then there's actually a guy because that because the reason that's worse is because that gives people like you and me the opportunity to get swept up into this bullshit too. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if we're just you know walking through a club, you know, like, oh hey, look, there's Gigi Allen. He's going to be playing there. Now, this might be. Let's go. I like punk rock. Gigi Allen. We'll go check that out. All right, this might be fun. And then all of a sudden, whoa, what the fuck? We're getting we're getting shit hurled at us. Yeah. <laughs> and, <clears throat> yeah. Gee, there's another like buckethead story from the recording sessions. There was like it was like a few days like after nine eleven happened, and they're showing like uh, sort of like like the aftermath whatever. And then there was apparently a KFC that got like attacked somewhere. Like I don't know if it was in the states or like overseas. They're showing something about a KFC getting attacked on the news, and Buckethead's like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here. I'm joining the army." And Fuck. nothing got recorded that day. Because... <laughs> don't attack the man's fucking chickens. <laughs> God. 
I don't think I've heard that one yet, actually. <laughs> yeah, there was in, like, some article, I think, they were interviewing, like, Zutat when he was, like, on the project. Man, could you imagine these guys? They've worked with all these great bands over the years. Normally, when somebody gets to work with them, they're grateful that they're getting to work with these guys. Oh, yeah, totally. Now you've got Buckethead coming in. <laughs> like, I understand refusing to work after 9-11, taking a little bit of a break. You know, getting yeah. your head back together. You know, yeah. getting calmed down. Because that was a hard day for everybody. I know I'm a little yeah. older than you. No, I was still around when that happened, so. <laughs> I was around. Yeah. I was there. I was a youngin', but I was there. I still remember. Um, I was old enough to, I, w- I was in high school, right? So I get yeah. it. You know, I get, you know, everybody's nervous. Everybody shook up. It shook up everybody. Absolutely. And then, you know, you might have to calm down, but then. That, think about that, that isn't what does it. (laughs) The tower, thousands of people, thousands of people dying. No, no, but then a KFC gets blown up or something. We're going to war. (laughs) And I'm joining the army. Motherfucker, I love this KFC, what can I say? I don't think the army would have put up with a chicken coop full of dog shit. <laughs> yeah, and he got so pissed. The best was he got pissed. They took it out because it stuck up the whole fucking building. <laughs> I like that smell. You're fucked. <laughs> You're fucking stupid. All right, let's get back on track yeah. now. I just want to point out that I think it's ironic that right there in the music video, as we were talking about Buckethead in the Army, we saw some Army footage. I'm just going to throw that Yeah. <laughs> I love how that worked out. I've got another question. I'm noticing Axel's wearing skin-tight leather pants in this. Signature move of the 80s. I've never worn any myself, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I'm not going to finish that thought. (laughs) (laughs) No, go ahead, man. Fuck it. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) You know how it's always hot in L.A., right? Yeah. Like, it's always, like, kind of a summery temperature. I can be walking around outside in, in fall temperatures where it's, like, 70 degrees, maybe uh, yeah. between maybe 60, 65. And then, you know, mm-hmm. like, if you, if, you, if you walk around, like, you go to a festival, you wear shorts. You don't wear jeans. Because what happens if you wear jeans to a festival? You're getting chafed as fuck, right? Oh, absolutely. Now, jeans don't have a lot of airflow in them, but they've got to have more than those leather fucking spandex skin-tight goddamn pants. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) So, all I can think about right now when I see, because Axel runs and does like, he puts a lot of energy out in one of his songs or in the performance. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, any live performance, I think. All I can think about is Swamp Ass from Hell. Oh my god. 
swamp ass and fucking major dick sweat. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's why you have people to clean out to clean your laundry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why. You know what? This is the first one, so I think maybe he learned a lesson after this. Because I know after this, he was wearing those little bitty short shorts for so long. Maybe that's behind. Oh yeah, the he scene. wouldn't come out with any fucking pants. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing, wearing like, oh, here's a, a bulletproof vest. Yeah, as a kilt, it was like a bulletproof vest and like boxer briefs. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, is this Guns N' Roses or like the Chippendales all male review? We're just like fucking fuck clothes. <laughs> but see, dude, that's what we've done here. We've we, we we've come up with something here. We've <laughs> we've made an insight that nobody else has made yet. I think we may have discovered something here. I think we may have figured out why Axel went through the shorty short kilt stage. Just saying. Yeah. Fucking chafe, man. <laughs> Fucking chafe. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, his chafe was probably as bad as the fucking uh, you know, red-orange hair there. <laughs> oh, man, that's gold. That's why he's got the cane. <laughs> that's why he wears hats now. <laughs> You can't see that shit. Oh, uh, gross. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in the end. <laughs> you got to, man. Roll credit, bro. They're <laughs> 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 fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to compose myself and we'll continue the song. Before we get to this next part, <clears throat> there's a scene in the music video here where Axel's in a hotel with like two mm-hmm. or three girls and he's watching TV. Yeah. Have you ever seen a documentary called The Decline of Western Civilization Part 2 where they're talking about like LA's heavy metal scene in the 80s with like Kiss and GNR and uh, I guess Crew and everybody? I have not actually. There's a scene where uh, they're interviewing Paul Stanley. And, uh, well, there's several scenes, but, like, because it's a documentary, so that, you know, they're, they they interviewed everybody, and then they splice it all together. Mm-hmm. And every time you see Paul Stanley's scenes, he's laying in the bed. It's shot from uh, the camera's, like, above the bed, and he's looking up. And then he's laying in the bed, you know, I guess presumably naked yeah. with like uh, three women in the bed with him mm-hmm. and uh, of course they're all I mean they ain't butt ass naked they're in bras and shit but he's got all these women in the bed in him and then you hear him saying stuff like you think the thing about rock and roll is that it just brings <laughs> it just brings everybody <laughs> together and you think that's what I like about the rock and roll music <laughs> spot on Paul Stanley personation there by the way Oh, thank you. And then it's like, bro, you're not fooling anybody <laughs> right now. <laughs> Another thing to point out here, too, especially with this video, I just saw, like, there's a, I think there's a continuity error. There's, like, one shot where, like, Axel's singing, he's got his shirt on, then it goes from, like, behind where he's, like, 
in front of the crowd, like kneeling, and he's like, shirts off. Then it goes back to him having a shirt on. I was I, like, eh. I did notice that, but I also noticed uh, the microphone cover that he's using yeah. uh, keeps uh, appearing and disappearing. Yeah, I think it's. I think I saw like one time it was like red, and then one time it's like white. I think, I or is it the same? That. I didn't. Notice or no, that. no. No, no, it's just the same color. Hang on, I'm just looking back through. I'll, uh, no, it's, it, I think the lighting made it look a little different. Now it goes, or maybe it is the lighting, because it's it's a yeah, it's the lighting it's set anyway. But to me, yeah. it looked like it was disappearing altogether. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll keep an eye on that as we yeah. move forward into one of the more highly anticipated sections of the song. Yeah, it's the last minute and bit of the song here. Ever heard a cover band fail at that part? What's that? Have you ever heard when a cover band sings this and they fail at that part? I not no, I haven't actually, but I bet you a lot of them probably do. <laughs> I've heard Axel kind of—I wouldn't say fail, but uh, when you okay, I need to put in context. I've seen a mm-hmm. lot of shows. And sometimes they're not all going to be the best. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But that has got to suck when you're live and you you hit that and it doesn't come out like it's supposed to. Yeah. Like I believe it was... uh, But actually usually nails this song. I mean, not Mm -hmm. all the way through these days because... I mean, but you got to give him a break. He's like, what, 55, 56? Yeah, like somewhere in his mid-50s for sure. Yeah, and you can't sing like that for as long as he has. It's a wonder he can still talk. Yeah, no way. I mean... <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle, man. It's a miracle. Damn right. I can't wait till those uh, those uh, Appetite for Destruction re-recordings leak. Oh, the '99 ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to it because uh, that that part in the song right there is going to be really nice with Buckethead on it. If the Sweet Child of Mine solo that we got from the Big Daddy closing credits. Oh yeah, wasn't that Robin Fink though on that solo? Was it? I think it was. I think it was Robin Fink doing that solo. Huh. So I think Buckethead was in the band at the time. Oh, is Buckethead not in the '99 recordings? I don't think. I don't think he was even was he even in the band at '99. I think he started in 2000. Oh well, that's interesting. That that actually makes it more interesting to me then, because at the same time, it's going to still have a little bit of that uh, typical rock and roll style yeah. that Robin brings in with it. Hmm. 
But that was, uh, but you know how like the Sweet Child, it's just a little different, you know. But it's mm-hmm. gonna be, it's gonna be really interesting to hear. I did not know that Buckethead wasn't in the band when then. I thought, he yeah, was, I thought. Uh, but then they did. What did they do between what ninety four and ninety nine? I don't think they did well, shit. Yeah, because I think well, they didn't do much with Slash and Duff. Slash left in ninety six. Duff left a year after. So okay. Chinese Moxie really didn't start recording until like ninety seven, ninety eight, yeah. even ninety nine. I think it doesn't take as long. Everybody's like, it took fourteen years to record and shit like that. They really didn't start working on it until. It took like a few years. It's just the the thing with like Chinese democracy was basically Axel's, you know, perfectionist thing and him being told a million times from 20,000 fucking different producers, we need to re-record this, need to add more shit to it, only inevitably delayed it. And then also the label didn't give a fuck. They're basically sabotaging Axel basically. just They just wanted a fucking Guns reunion. They wanted a slashback. Right, and they right. obviously didn't see the vision. That could have, you know, happened if they believed in, you know, the the product, the whatever Axel was trying to, you know, re- release and record and all that. I, I completely agree with that because you see a lot of mm-hmm. times, even in movies and things like that, where uh, the finished product can be completely ruined um, mm-hmm. because the uh, recording studio are acting like dickheads. Mm-hmm. Well, I, don't, I guess in movies it wouldn't be a studio; it would be executives and. Dudes in suits, as I like to call them. That's, that's, that's pretty the, much. That's the the overlaying, <laughs> yeah, uh, name for that villain. You've got stormtroopers, you've got the popo, and you've got dudes in suits. You got fucking suits, man. Like uh, I don't know if you've watched Honorage. You know Billy Walsh calls everyone a fucking suit. We're really going to have fun with this because Dizzy wasn't in the band either. That's another thing about the Appetite recordings. Yeah. That people are forgetting. We're getting Dizzy on these for the first time. Yeah, so you're getting more added like keyboards and pianos and shit. I think even, yeah. was Pittman there in 99? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Pittman was there. Was so you're going to get a shit ton of like synths and stuff. Well, I don't know if he was playing synths yet. Was he playing synths or was he still on one of the guitars? Because if Buckethead wasn't there, it makes sense that he would have been on guitar still. No, because 99 it was... Oh, they still had... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Who was the 99 line? So it was Axel, obviously. Robin Fink. That was when they still had Josh Freese. He was still there for some of 99. Right. Um, Stinson was definitely there. Yeah. Uh, Dizzy Reed, obviously. But in this live, he plays the Kungas. Do you think he's going to play the Kungas on the studio version? Maybe, definitely. The Kungas or the Congos, I don't know. What the, those fucking Kong, the bongos, those fucking drums. Giant over there. fucking bongos, people. He plays Honestly. percussion. Chris Pippen in the studio was like good for a lot of things, but him fucking live, he's the most useless band member ever. Uh, uh, Sorry, I don't know if you've seen the gifts of him just like throwing a fucking towel around is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Or just like playing with a maraca or some shit. I was like... Yeah. I'm trying to think of... Like, I see him there. <laughs> and He's I like there. Pittman. I really do. I want to point that out. I like him. I'm not going to throw any shade on him because yeah. I don't dislike him personally. No, but... He contributed a lot to Chinese democracy. Like, really a lot of, like Madagascar, I think, was one of his okay. like, songs. With the exception of Madagascar... 
And I think Silkworms, I think he probably did sentence and stuff on that too, I think. I heard he helped write that too. Yeah. It was like him and Dizzy Reed, I think, wrote that. I can't think of anything I ever heard like live and then being like, oh yeah, that's Pittman playing. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. I've never thought about it before. <laughs> he is. Yeah, like, probably a lot of his shit playing. got cut, I think. Yeah. Well, he does the, uh, the November Rain, the violins and shit. Oh, yeah, probably like pre programmed and stuff into there. Yeah. yeah. Or does he play them on the keyboard? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's pre programmed, like on the keyboard or whatever. Are you it's like it's... The, the Madagascar intro, like those French horns were like, like guess, like a preset on the keyboard. Yeah, but he also does the, uh, the, 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 the quotes like Martin Luther King and Seven and all the movies and. Yeah, yeah, he quotes that up, so that's. Yeah. And shit. So. Mm. Do you think. Do you think, see, when you get to into this electronic shit, it's very easy to just put it on a laptop, have it out of sight, <laughs> hit the space yeah. bar, and then fake like you're doing it on stage. <laughs> well, listen, man, a lot of, a lot of like you know dance music DJs fucking do that. So I mean, hey, why not just press play? <laughs> I wonder how many times Chris Pittman came up to the show hungover and it's just like, man. I I just don't feel like playing the, that November <laughs> Press, rain <yeah>. intro. <laughs> Press play and just fucking throw your hands in the air like you just don't care. That's it. <laughs> like that time Nirvana had the lip sync and they got all oh. pissed off about it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that was that's interesting. We've got the uh, clockwork orange visuals here where Axel's in the chair and he's got his head mm. strapped in and he's watching the TV and everything. Yeah. As he's, I guess, becoming an L.A. beast. He's becoming fucking desensitized. That's right. Pretty much. It kind of reminds me of like the uh, robot chicken open. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's just strapped the chicken in. It's like, here, you're going to watch some really bad shit. <laughs> Unless maybe they took inspiration from that for this. Maybe. Too bad. Too bad this isn't a visual show, because that would be a great side-by-side <laughs> Yeah, comparison. I was going to say, if anyone wants the side-by-side, you pull up the Welcome to the Jungle video around like the 350 mark, and pull right. up the Robot Chicken intro, put that shit side-by-side. Side. Boom. Do your homework, people. We're not your mom. Yeah. We don't spoon-feed you everything on this damn show. <laughs> we just provide, you know, chafe jokes and uh, Axel <laughs> Swamp, swamp Dick. Joke. That's it. And then Team Brazil jokes. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, we got to title this episode, Welcome to the Swamp Ass. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Unrelated question, does Swamp Thing get Swamp Ass? While you marinate on that, yes, I use the word marinate grossly, I'm going to play <laughs> the song. I do want to say, I think Steven Adler gets overlooked a little too much because, you know, we talk about everybody else. We talk about Slash and Duff constantly. And maybe it, maybe he wasn't at his peak when we got to the illusion times when he got fired. Oh, yeah, because he, he was on so much fucking smack. Yeah. He's a guy that did not survive the 80s. Yeah. I don't think he still has. 
barely survived. He just like sounds like he's decent live now with whatever, but like he just sounds like fucked. He sounds fucked up now. When when he talks. Yeah, it's just like, right like on, wow. Radical man. Yeah, it's just like I, I think he has a bit of a lisp. It's like weird. Yeah, uh, I feel bad for Steven. And I do. That hmm. happened to him, but he was really a great drummer. I mean, yeah, he, this he is, wasn't this bad. This is my scale of drumming. So when I say somebody's a really great drummer, this is uh, I'm probably. Uh, really hurting my opinion here as far as like what you think about it like uh my credibility because this is my scale for a great drummer as long as you're better than lars ulrich uh you're you're, it's great drummer (laughs) that's that's just my opinion yeah yeah steven wasn't bad i just think like he kind of screwed himself over feeling all heroin addiction and then like for talking shit about Axel and all these guys for 20 plus years, it's like, you're hurting your chances, man. Shut up. Yeah, but can you blame him? Like, I mean, if he would have, if he would have, uh, used his getting fired the right way, now that can make a career. Yeah. Like, I know it's, it's hard to see at the time, but like when Steven first got fired, the world's eyes were on him. If he would have put it down right then and mm-hmm. come up with another band like the dude from Megadeth did, Oh, yeah, like Dave Mustaine. Yeah, then he could have at least divided the audience. Or Mm. at least not maybe not divide them in like directly in two, like like you know how Slash and Duff did when they did Velvet Revolver, but he could have at least took a chunk of them with him and you know still been able to make his 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 own money doing his own thing. Uh I feel like Yeah, and still be like slightly relevant. Yeah, he's still doing that though, isn't he? Still doing like uh, Adler's Appetite and yeah, I think, yeah, he's still doing like here and there, but he's gone through like twenty thousand fucking singers, so I don't know what's going on with that right now. <laughs> Do you think if they said if Frank if Frank ever just like <coughs> up and left, and then they made the invitation like Stephen come back full time? Do you think he could handle the schedule at this point? For some of it, yeah, but I don't think not all of it. No way. It I don't just add it at his rate right now. I don't know, man. I don't think so. I mean, it's still cool when he does come out, like when they introduce yeah. him, like those little surprises, like when Izzy comes mm-hmm. out from time to time. That's always really. Oh crazy. yeah, in 06, he did that a lot. Even like into twenty ten, Izzy would come out here and there. Oh yeah, he came out uh, in twenty fourteen. Was it 14 or 13? No, I was thinking it was 13. 2013. Mm. Or whenever the hell that first Vegas residency was, Izzy played a couple of shows there. Oh. Uh-huh. Because uh, I was there for those. And uh, that O2 show in Europe where they uh, filmed it for what would eventually become Appetite for Democracy, the DVD, the first. Oh, yeah attempt at recording a DVD that never actually got released. Oh, that one that leaked around and stuff with the pro shots. Yeah. It yeah. was weird because it leaked, and then after it leaked, they decided to show it on TV. <laughs> Alright. And, uh, we'll get into, uh, I'm sure we'll get into some of that later, but if you do get a chance to see the O2 show from, I think it's, uh, 20, it's either 2012 or 2013, uh, when Tommy Stenson plays Motivation, there's a guy in the crowd that you should uh, look for. 
<laughs> and that's definitely my favorite part of the video. It's like uh, it cuts to a guy, and you can tell he has. It looks like he's standing up asleep. <laughs> like, like, and everything, like all these people are dancing around him, and he. Uh, you, you'll just have to see it for yourself. I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. And there it is. Welcome to the jungle. We've made it all video. the way through. Yes. I, I I mean, especially for its time. But, mm-hmm. man, music videos back in the day. When you first get MTV, you know what I'm saying, when they first come out, and then they had that, that rush of music videos, like every band had to get a music video. So, like, it's all live. You know what I mean? It's like everybody just like, mm-hmm. hired a camera crew to record them playing it live. And then they threw that together. That was, for that that was the cheaper way to do it instead of like having to, you know, make a set, hire actors, get a fucking real director, and all that stuff. So right, definitely. but at the same time, but yeah, that was in the... a rush. Like we got to get our shit on MTV because then everybody had to catch up. Aerosmith, uh, hmm. I guess maybe even the Stones, but you know what I'm saying? Like everybody had to get music videos out now because yeah. they were playing all that British shit at first. Like Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. And then they, uh, everybody kind of rushed rushed them with all those live videos. So this was a music video that was done in a time where it was kind of a mixed bag. But uh, then mm-hmm. it became, you know, as the MTV evolved, everything became a very uh, well-polished music video. Mm-hmm. And then now MTV is pretty much dead, but we still have YouTube and shit. And yeah. now we've gone back to it being a mixed bag again. Now it's all lyric videos <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's all promo stuff basically. But it's interesting to see the evolution of the music video and how it has survived as an art form throughout the various. Yeah. Uh, it's types still of like that here and there, but it's very like sparingly. I'd oh, say. Yeah. And guitar solos are also unfortunately a thing of the past with new music. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, now there's a, uh, I think it's the O2 show or one of the shows where Izzy plays, uh, and Axel says that, uh, Izzy wrote one word of welcome to the jungle and that word was jungle. <laughs> you think there's any, you think there's any truth to that or you think that was just Axel fucking around? No, I think it's just Axel fucking around to be honest. All right. Well guys, it is time for the closing segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Chris? Do you have any last words that you want to add on Welcome to the Jungle before we move on to our final segment? Yeah, um, I, I was even doing like research on this. I remember, I don't know if you ever saw it, like, there was concert footage from, I think, like, 91 or something, where it was like the perfect intro to Jungle, where Axel was telling the story about, uh, you know, the making of the song, whatever, and then, like, it was the perfect intro. It was like, uh, let me try to remember how it was going He's like, oh, he's talking about the homeless man, whatever, man on the street. He's like, oh, do you know who you are? You know who you are, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like the perfect intro. He goes, I was in the middle of the fucking jungle, baby. <laughs> and I was about to die. And then like Slash pretty much fucks everything up. 
Because <laughs> he's so shit-faced. He's like, yeah. nur, nur, nur. There's like just half the cigarette in his mouth. He's like, uh, <laughs> fucking hanging this. halfway up. You remember the night that Slash was trying to put his shoes on and Axel was trying to stall and getting pissed off? Oh, jeez. <laughs> they used to pose... Uh, Slash would would uh, they'd have to do photo shoots and Slash would be passed out drunk so they'd put shades on him and lean him up against shit and, <laughs> and still do the photo shoot. <laughs> That's how you know you've made it when everybody will put up with this bullshit out of everybody. That's how you know you've made it. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, since our first episode, Chris, you want to push the button this week? All Let's right. Spin the wheel, make a deal. Uh, 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 and... Prostitute. Oh, I dig that. I dig that. All right. It's going to be an exciting episode because I like this song. Prostitute. Some an, an interesting time to do some uh, to do some uh, some digging for our next episode. Oh, for sure, because you know we had a couple versions of the song leak. Uh, what, like last week, a couple weeks ago, yeah, from this time of recording, I guess. Oh yeah, so it's going to be fun to go listen to those and uh, no. talk about them and uh, the mm-hmm. song and the album and all the good things that we're going to talk about. No. Also, I want to say to everybody listening out there, send us your feedback on the show. Let us know what you think. Help us make it better. Mm-hmm. Tell us what we can yeah. do if you've got some ideas for the show, and we will read your feedback. On our podcast, yeah, we do. We have a Twitter yet? Oh, we do. Yeah, it's going to be at Guns and Guns. We just the letter N Radio Pod. So you can tweet us, send us DMs, whatever. There, you can also you know tweet me directly. My Twitter is at c c caputo. It's c c a p u t o two one two. So you can always you know direct direct your love or your hate mail my way. So. <laughs> And I'm at Dustin Burcham, that's D-U-S-T-I-N-B-U-R-C-H-A-M, and you can also send your love and hate to me. Either way, you know we're going to read it, so. Yeah. yeah. We'll try to, at least. You be cool, we'll read your shit, you be a dick, we'll still read it, but maybe not on the air. Yeah, Unless I'll probably really block good. your ass, because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's really good. If you just roast the shit out of me, and I, I and, no. and it makes me laugh... I will I, I, I will read it. So if you're gonna do yeah. if you're gonna go that route, at least make me laugh. <laughs> or else I'll block right. your ass worse than Hulk Hogan blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> I've Still to this day, brother. <laughs> I got blocked by Hillary Clinton. Ah, oh, fuck her. <laughs> and all I said was she posted and she opened she started it, goddammit, because she said <laughs> that that if you've got a question for me, send me the question on Twitter and I'll answer it. So I said, add Hillary Clinton. How do you expect to win the uh, to, to, to win the general election when you didn't even win the primary? <laughs> and I got blocked. Wow. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of Guns and Radio. You want to play us out, buddy? Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, thank you. And we will see you on the next episode. Prostitute, episode number two. Prostitute. I was going to say, they made it past all the uh, chafe and uh, sweaty dick jokes. It's pretty good, actually. (laughs) Maybe there will be more. Let us know. Do you want more of that or less of that? And more Buckethead stories next week, too. All right. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Peace.